0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast.
1: Hey, good Friday, everybody. Welcome to the uh, last of the week edition of Fantasy NBA Today, September the 17th. Just over a month. Just over a month, guys, till the start of the NBA season. I'm your host, Dan Bespers. Excited about today's show. We've got a visit from Aaron Bruski coming up in just a couple of minutes here on the pod. We'll talk about the Rockets, a real cluster mess of a team, but one that we've discussed a few times on the show, and we'll pick the brain of the preeminent mind in fantasy basketball. i uh, talk about Rockets from a John Wall perspective, Of course, what does that all shake out? A little more on the Brewski 150 draft strategy. That's actually something that I'm I'm really excited to talk to a lot of folks about this year. Because I think we all focus so hard on our lists, and we forget to focus on how to use them. So I'm not just going to talk to Brew about that. I'll talk to as many analysts are as willing to talk to me about it over the course of the next couple of weeks because I do think that there is an application process here that, that folks need to kind of figure out. and It's different for each individual league, but it's not that different. I'm your host, Dan Vespers. You can follow me on Twitter at DanBespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. This is, of course, a HoopBall presentation. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Hoop-ball.com, the website. Go there now. Check out the premium stuff. It's good. It's out. Draft Guide is out. It's in the Fantasy Pass. That's a better way to get it. Or you can follow them on Twitter at HoopBallFantasy for your up-to-the-minute news breaks. Not a ton of those happening this week, although we're we're drawing ever closer to the NBA news is happening portion of the proceedings here. It's, uh, it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Have fun. Other stuff going on is uh, somewhat somewhat light again this week. This has been kind of your lull before the large fantasy basketball storm, which might even start as soon as next week, although I think training camp is the week after that. Only real NBA news of the day is that the Clippers have broken ground on their new arena, which looks like it's going to be quite an opulent thing. Not that it changes much other than From a betting perspective, it sounds like they're going to eliminate their afternoon game, so we won't be able to fade the Clippers when that thing's all said and done. But we're looking way down the line on that stuff. No reason to talk about that on September 17th, 2021. I don't even know when that thing's supposed to open. Also, wanted to mention here, before we throw Brew into the mix, again, Monday, very special evening live show happening. Myself, Josh Lloyd. We've been asked a thousand times on Twitter, do something together. So we're going to do more stuff together this year. Very excited about that. And I'll remind you again on Monday. More promo stuff coming after our chat with Brew. Uh, no reason to make you guys wait any longer. You know, Dr. Seuss, he likes to start sentences with the words say and then a comma like say. And so I'm going to start doing that when, when we get our weekly or biweekly visits. Say I could get used to this. A visit from Aaron Brewski, the big dog. What's up, dude? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> that was Fat Albert. We were doing, uh, we were doing a Rodney Dangerfield bit pre pre record button today. We were doing like
0: twenty bits at once.
1: We had to slam it in. We didn't have that much time today. What are you gonna do? I was doing a triple Lindy.
0: Is that is that what it's called? The triple Lindy?
1: I actually don't know.
0: That's, that's when he jumps from diving board to diving board to diving board.
1: Oh. and wins the competition <laughs> at the end. <laughs>
0: I saw that as a kid in the movie theater, by the way, like I snuck in <laughs> like, you know, just kid walks into the movie sure. theater. Thank God it was not, you know, a worse movie or whatever. But like I watched him do that and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to do that one day. <laughs> I think that when did that move? That movie came out when I was
1: like three. You might not have been born yet. Yeah. We're talking back to school, right?
0: Back to school, yeah. Yeah,
1: I got to look it up now. We'll look it up while we're talking about something. Because everybody go watch Back to School. That's your homework for today's episode.
0: I'll do your listeners a favor, though, since this is a short pod hit. We got to get to the point here, Dan.
1: What's the point Uh, here, bro?
0: Your commenters that are like, I don't want to hear anything but just straight fantasy crack dope (laughs) into my veins.
1: (laughs) I could not. I mean, I'm all out of it. Dan. Stop breathing. Neg- that was wasted time, man. Uh, the negative reviews—they hurt me forever. None <laughs> will hurt me as much as the guy who called me the vaccine police because I wondered aloud, "Hey, do you think teammates ever fight with one another about this stuff?" And then I got called the vaccine police for that. For that sentence, I guarantee they fight. Exactly. Over stuff. This is a real question. I didn't say. I mean, everybody that listens to the show knows where I stand on this stuff. I don't need to say it on air. Everybody knows where I stand, but I didn't say it, and I still got a negative. Re- I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Give Dan Besper a one star review, and he will show up at your house. I will show up. Not if it's on. Not if it's uh warranted. Like there was a show, Brew. You and I did, and we're gonna get another one for this one. There was a show you and I did. Like two we years ago, about good, we? we spent we spent seven minutes on Bill and Ted, I think, which I believed to be gold podcast. But apparently folks that came for fantasy basketball were less thrilled about that. And they were like, these guys only talked about Bill and Ted. And I was like, here comes the five star well, review. I got, then,
0: every, I got good news for everybody. When I do Aaron Bruski's very premium podcast for fantasy past subscribers, I'll just go straight dope. It'll just be me. I'm just going to tell you
1: everything as fast as possible, no hey, frills. Hey, while I'm on the topic of <laughs> Ted, and, then I, and then we're going to talk about. It. Did anybody? Did you see the, the newest one? I did not because they did a third one. No, no, they did a third one, and I heard it was okay. I need to go back. So I'm and excited
0: watch it. to watch it. I'm I'm excited. I got to catch the Matrix.
1: Um, whatever. The oh yeah, they're the doing trailer. another one of those, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I I I, I There's you good know the stuff
0: first Matrix was was groundbreaking theater.
1: Yes, it Sucking really was. Not so much. No, they were not. I watched the third one on special cookies and I don't remember a single second of it, but I know I wasn't all that pleased. That's as far <laughs> as I special, got. Special
0: special cookies? Is yeah. that what they call them these
1: days? I don't know, man. This is a kids podcast. <laughs> What are you a narc? Yeah, I know, aren't I? Oh man, the good old days. Anywho, uh, bro, let's talk fantasy basketball, huh? What do you got going on these days? We're we're in we're in real um, we're, crunch getting, time now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm getting to the final pivot here. Um, so uh, actually, this weekend, I'm I'm planning on sitting down and really sort of digging into my initial, um, you know, my initial opinions, evaluations, whatever have you. Um, you know, we've got. A lot, I think, that's going to move. So um, not, when I say a lot, I mean, I'm talking like Ben Simmons. The John Wall stuff I thought was pretty interesting. Like, yeah, what you do know, you make you of that? You just didn't know. Um, I'm a little, like, uh, what's his name? Michael Lee has a relationship with John Wall. Michael Lee is the writer. who used to work for the Washington Post, and I believe I want to say he's Yahoo now. Um, I don't know where he's at. Sorry, Michael. <laughs>
1: Great guy. Yeah,
0: very good writer. Great guy. Worked in Washington, had relationships with everybody and he wrote something. It was like, John, dude, you got to play, man. Like, you can't sit out another year. That's kind of like, you know, when you look back at the Chris Paul stuff, when his contract looked onerous and and it was like, everybody was like trying to avoid him in Oklahoma City. That's where we cleaned up. And we were like, Mm -hmm. no, he's got to play to reestablish his value and to stay kind of like, you know, loose and healthy. So he went and he did that. He's a top five guy, and we, you know, laughed all the way to the bank. Um, now that John Wall is a completely different story. Like, I don't think he, any of us was excited about John Wall this year. I know I wasn't. Nope. Um, but it feels like he should have. He should have been playing. I, I this to me screams like he's just not happy with anything. Like they weren't going to guarantee him minutes. He probably got the crap end of the deal on like every aspect because there's no real upside, you know, for, for any team in using him. Does he, does he play this year? I, I mean, he's got to get traded for that to happen. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that like Houston is content to do, you know, a redo of this last year and, you know, I don't know. Th- it would be good to know their. I, I should know their draft status for this upcoming year, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's too far. <laughs> like, do they have their first rounder? I'm pretty sure they do. You know, so at that point, I mean, so tanking is, tanking is in the in the cards for them regardless of anything. You know, there. Sure. So I just think that they're not. They like. Why not blow out the minutes for the young guys this
1: year? So what does this mean? Your what does this mean for some of the other Rockets?
0: I, I mean, I had those guys rated pretty well. Now, not as well as they're rated now. Um, I might have been behind on somebody like Kevin Porter Jr. as I'm giving stuff out. Um, because I just think there was, a, just based on initial reactions of the marketplace, this stuff could change. And it's already changed. So this hypothetical I'm, I'm talking about right now is not even doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but like prior to that, I think the market was higher on... Cam Porter than I was. And that, you know, th- th- there's an efficiency question there that really, you know, you just can't get around.
1: Yeah, field goal and free throw, both percentages.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. And so, like, you you could be as aggressive as you want on everything else, and you're still not getting around those two things there. So that was causing me to want to wait um and not get excited or over my skis about him. Um, but there's just going to be a lot of shots to go around. And that's, you know, it's, it's kind of going to be a free-for-all there in, in Houston. Yeah, you're going to see it up and down the roster. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little bit concerning that, you know, they could be tanking all season.
1: Yeah, and that was going to be my so. follow-up question. Do you trust these guys, like, down the stretch in a head-to-head league?
0: I don't trust anybody down the stretch in the head. (laughs) Why?
1: I don't like those leagues. I
0: mean, literally, like you—you have to, especially. I mean, we still have a COVID aspect, you know, that's sort of lingering. I don't know how long it will linger. Um, But you have to look at these teams that are really bad, and and yeah, it looks great. Like you know, you look at the the depth chart, and you're like, oh, you know, I want all that. That's good. You know, bring that to me. But I mean, OKC showed us what that looks like. This last year and there are players that I like. I'm not going to lie, but I think they're probably going to get overdrafted. Yeah. And hey, let me throw another thing out there. I actually really like this year's rookie
1: class. In I, don't, I don't know any of them. I make a conscious effort not even to learn their <laughs> names.
0: <laughs> they're really good, man. And it, there was a lot of rookies that landed in good spots for them. And I think they're going to be super talented. Like I think we're going to look back at this class. I watched a pretty good amount of film of of all of the relevant ones this year. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do that with all of the stuff going on, you know, company wise, medically and all that stuff. Um, but I was able to get in and watch, but I'd say, you know, I always say you should be able to know what a player is within like five minutes of watching him. You know, I was able to get like 30, 45 minutes of film on each guy and, uh, Way more than enough than than what I would need. And uh they uh they're 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 they got a lot of talent, man. They got a lot of explosion, they got a lot of shot making ability, a lot of versatility. You know, I think so. I think you're gonna enjoy the rookie class this year. Now, fantasy wise.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, are any of them <laughs> could any of these players be under drafted? Because this is a super hyped rookie class. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, no no <laughs> i'm
0: not i'm not gonna be see we're giving out all the free stuff i, I i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: say no yeah no. there might be some there might be one there's always we'll one see. guy who's drafted at like 110 who turns out to be a little bit better but the dudes that get drafted at like well, 65 you know, that's the tough stuff. some some years like you know Kyrie came in and and
0: just you know kicked ass right away um you know there's The DeAndre Ayton's—I don't remember how he did in relation to ADP. You know, there's guys that come in and they
1: can be good. It's often big men, though. Anthony Davis, Karl Anthony Towns, DeAndre Ayton—that's that's that's mostly the list. The other ones are like—you got to go back to Dame, who kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Yep. Uh, It's it's a short list of like current first rounders, basically. Success stories. Yeah,
0: is a small list. Yeah. Yeah, it's. That Anthony Davis one, though, when we saw his stats from college.
1: <laughs> and you're
0: like, oh, my. I think I wrote something like he's going to be the greatest fantasy basketball player that ever lived or something. He was and, for um, like a two
1: year stretch there I, I think, and
0: body. Yeah, well, I think I, I wrote that probably in like, well, I got to maybe I, maybe I wrote it before he got to the NBA because it was just like eye popping. And then you knew he had guard skills. It was like, wow. Anyway, yeah.
1: Um, so what is uh, now that we're sort of. You know, we've seen this weird John Wall stuff, and rookies are generally Uh, overhyped. I'm like, I I don't want you to give things out from the B-150. I mean, I do, ultimately. I'm going to squeeze you as we get closer to the start of the season, as I always do. Uh, But what is it that you're... Because the first one comes out. This podcast is airing. You and I are taping this on Thursday afternoon for a Friday show. So just to pull back the curtain a little bit there. um, B-150 comes out. 12 days from the release of this episode. What does, what does Aaron Bruschi do with those 12 days on the B one hundred and fifty? What are the, what are the finishing touches? Cause you're in, you're in the stretch run here on that thing.
0: I don't even look at it like that. Cause I mean, we are going to see probably a Ben Simmons trade. We're probably going to see one other trade, you know, that we just, nobody knew about that. Nobody expected, um, and who knows, maybe they don't trade Simmons. I don't want to say that's a certainty. Um, but like, as I'm putting together projections and looking at it as I like, you know, did the Sixers last, you know, it's like, <laughs> I do not want to do this twice. It is going to happen. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen with it? So there's going to be that movement. There'll be an injury or two. There'll be training camp stuff. And then currently, I would say there are probably about 60 players total maybe um, a little bit more um, where we have an extremely good position like you know just sort of looking around and what else is out there like we are ready to roll
1: with 60 players that's crazy that's a lot of teams yeah. you could build five teams with that yeah
0: yeah no it's I mean and, and you know certain things will shake one way or another um, so basically I mean I'm just like you, you want the first kind of you want this foundational release to be um you know as good as possible so it's like a lot of polishing a lot of you know kind of like little tweaks here little tweaks there but you want everything to be flexible because you're just going to see a ton of movement in the next say after the release say like 15 days um you know until you get to like that week before the tip off probably the last 2 weeks before the tip off you don't see so much like news based movement you see more like hype trains begin to get like off the rails yeah you know,
1: what a guys. wild time i love that time actually because that's when you'd it's so easy to zag in those moments was just about to use that term <laughs> yeah that's the best once you zags, know the hype you guys zag
0: and and then you know you can almost draft blind it's that whole um uh what's his name from uh, ringer or rounders uh, not ringer rounders uh matt I'll damon you oh. <laughs> to sorry i was gonna i was gonna
1: say do you have like my the money
0: I thought you were going to make a reference to The Ringer with uh, Johnny Knoxville. Oh
1: God, no! Please retire that film to the to the burning t- tire fire of history. Why? Because it was a Katherine Heigl film. Oh, was she in that? I don't know. That she film was, in was that. that film was just so idiotic, <laughs> so stupid. You know who was in that was uh,
0: Mr. Um, the guy from uh, not billionaires or billions. The what's the one that everybody likes? Succession billionaires succession thank that's you a, that's a
1: good show that's back uh next month
0: that actor whatever his name is brian he's cox
1: the the patriarch brian cox
0: yeah. oh my god he's gonna slang a mcdonald's right now oh. i almost bought mcdonald's because of that guy oh boy um but anyway we digress we um, digress
1: yeah okay um so <sighs> things are sh- things are shaking out that's yeah i'm looking sort at those at-
0: but basically i'm looking at those 60 players just kind of like i want to like make sure that my initial impressions are correct. Cause like you could have an impression and then dude walks in 20 pounds heavy and nobody knew about it. You know, that happens all the time. Otto Porter. (laughs) Yeah. There were a few guys that came in last year that were like Otto Porter was like a guy on my list last year. That was a value guy. Same,
1: same. I took him anyway, like an idiot. When
0: I saw, I was like, dude can barely jump. Like what's going on here? And it's injuries and it's all you know whatever it is, but you know you got to make these you got to make these calls fast because like especially you know for those who draft early I'm not a huge fan of it but like people do it all the time you know I got people
1: asking me they're drafting yesterday like can I get the B150 no not
0: done
1: (laughs) no not done yeah this is it's too early I know that everybody likes to sort of find the the super early value stuff but like what you talked about I I don't think I don't and maybe maybe this is arrogance. Partially arrogance, partially something else. I don't feel like we need that potential advantage of people not knowing ADPs and things like that yet. I I actually think that it's easier for me to win a league when I have the same information as everybody else, and that's maximum information. Whether some of that... Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose some of the values between now and the day before opening night, but you're also not going to accidentally stumble into... Uh, James Harden, who was also like thirty pounds overweight last year. I mean, of course, his hamstring wasn't good because he was carrying an extra, like sixth of a Harden compared to previous seasons. We need to have a conversation at some point
0: about the first round because that's like this first round is is really. I mean, there's some stuff that's not that's, that that's not that hard to follow, but like. There are a lot of, there are a lot of tricky first rounders. Yeah,
1: I, that's a good. Okay, great. I'm penciling next Friday, Aaron Brewski, first round discussion. <laughs> there you go. I wrote it on this fake piece of paper in front of my sheet, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, so at least you guys know what we got coming up on the docket. Bru, I want to ask you kind of a hard question. I know we only have about two or three minutes left um, and it's, it's, we might just dabble in it today and then get into a little bit more at a later date, but I've been talking are a bit.
0: Asking, are, you, are you asking for a raise?
1: no actually (laughs) believe it or not uh i am asking about and actually you hinted at it on last week's appearance on the show the sort of the gaming the game theory element of draft day and how Mm. it's it's hard like there's no simple answer to this but figuring out the order to take the guys that you want to get i've been i've been ruminating on this a lot lately of basically the idea okay like i have player and we don't even have to use real players in this instance because it doesn't matter i have player x as my number 35 guy and his adp is 75 but Where do I take him in there? Is there a formula you use or is it like strictly unique to every individual player on any given year? How do you game plan that side out?
0: There's two aspects. There's a quantitative and a qualitative. And the quantitative side is so you're you're looking at the distance between yourself and your next pick. And it's not the same. You know, it depends on where you draft. You know, we'll just go yeah. normal snake here. Like, it can be 24 picks away or whatever the number is. 12, was
1: like 20, 20 something, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I always biff that too. I think it's like 20, I think it's 22, but I, yeah, I biff that well, too. Well,
0: and you know, it's funny. Like, I get more familiar with the math, like, to where it's just like, I know that I'm like, however many picks away. Some sites will even tell you how many picks away. Um, but like, you know, so that number is X, you know, we'll call it, let's say we're drafting in the middle, you know, and it's like 10 to, 14 picks or something was going to happen before so i'll like i'll kind of go to a middle number there in my head and remember this is all happening within like a 45 second clock time yeah how many picks are happening in between you and your pick so like you and then you have to track who's being drafted and then you have to like i mean you gotta have your you know what together you know don't be showing up to your draft drunk you know <laughs> although n- n- too many special cookies
1: it is it is fun I, to draft really, the way
0: and you know, you may or may not be better that way. I'm not saying I am.
1: You might I'm think you're
0: you might I'm, think you're better that I'm way. I'm <laughs> definitely not saying that I'm better that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: You know, it's, this whole Norm McDonald thing. I'm definitely not doing a Norm MacDonald bit, but his his um his ability to just go a different direction and just keep going. Ah, uh, I spent too much so time. Whatever I did was, I just spent ago. the entire week watching the stuff and rest in peace great great for great.
1: real, yeah, and,
0: um, but like so I'm looking and I'm like, what's the midpoint and so if I think adp has that player eight picks away, and then i'm I'm looking at them and they are twelve picks like or, or yeah, my pick is twelve picks away. I kind of do the math and I create sort of like implied odds or whatever, you know, and it's like, okay, so there's like a two thirds likelihood that he doesn't get picked, but then there's a one third likelihood that he could get picked. So I do those odds real quick in my head. And if it's on the other, like if I think I'm, if I think the ADP is going to occur before my next pick, then I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much going to try to take somebody else and wait for that pick and I'll get sniped. It happens, you know, and that, especially with the B 150, I get sniped. So it's almost like I add another when I know there's B150 in the crowd I add another round. Then it, then then I ask myself is it worth it to add that round to pick yeah. them around earlier. You know, what's the ROI on that? You know, or am I still going to get half a draft value? Okay, yeah.
1: I'll eat it. And all of this is happening in like 3 or 4 minutes Split basically. Seconds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ugh. You got and that's I think the it's the tough. takeaway since we do have to run. The takeaway is that the um you have to do a lot of drafts i do probably about 40 50 drafts before i get into my real drafts and then you know
1: you kind of know what you're up against and you know what's funny is you really like screw a mock draft they don't they're nice to get an idea really of Sometimes they're, they're great to get an idea of where different folks are, are drafting things in general, but they're not real. You need that pressure to really understand. Well, we'll talk more about this. I know we got to run. Uh, next week, first round and more on draft strategy with the great Aaron Bruski. At Aaron Bruschi on Twitter. Brew, get out of here. Don't be late. I tip with my cap, sir. <laughs> He's the wonderful, the marvelous, the inimitable Aaron Bruski. We'll talk to you next week. The great Aaron Bruski, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll get him back again next Friday. We're trying to make this a thing now. Schedules do need to align, but so far it's uh, they've done a, a relatively decent job of that. Hopefully that'll continue. I know I'm generally the rate-limiting, rate-limiting step on that front. Reminder, once again, hoopball leagues are open. If you'd like to get in them, shoot me a tweet at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S, or email teamhoopball at hoop That's the email address. You can actually do the same two methods of contact as our recruiting efforts continue. A number of you have now written in about joining our fantasy team. If you'd like to join the fantasy writing team, again, Twitter or email, those both work, at Dan Vesperus or team hoopball at dot ballcom We're also recruiting for our podcast division. If you want to do a podcast in fantasy basketball, regular basketball, some other thing altogether, different sport, different fantasy sport, we're open to it. Or if you've got some wacky skill we haven't even thought of yet, like sales. Sales side, you can earn a little coin. So that's a nice little double bonus. Again, hit me up if you're interested in any of all of that stuff. Uh, again, including hoop ball leagues, recruiting, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm trying to forget i remember remember I, I i tend to forget some of the reminders here also please do drop a five-star review on the podcast and subscribe to the show that's how we again kind of power boost our way up the ranking boards it's very difficult to acquire new listeners if things are not being rated downloaded subscribed to that's it's long been one of the weird ways that apple podcasts have sort of listed things so there was this Like, long, long ago, and I don't know if it's still happening, there are these farms where folks will just subscribe and unsubscribe to stuff over and over again to get it on the the hot leaderboards, and then regular people find it that way. Uh, I'm hoping that you guys will assist me by being actual live non-bot non-farmers who will subscribe to the podcast and leave those reviews so we can continue to grow this bad boy. Uh, next week is a big week for us here on the podcast. We're diving into the Yahoo ADP information. We also, today, in about an hour, a uh, expert mock draft. live. I'll be live-tweeting it as it goes. It's a slow draft, so I'm not going to have to shoot it out super fast. But I'll be live-tweeting the picks as they go. Depending on when I see them, it might be two or three four or five picks in one tweet at a time. But I'll try to tag everybody in them. You'll know who's in the draft, who's picking who. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll also have each of those pros on this podcast to break down their team, their strategy, things that surprised them in the mock draft, players that they're targeting kind of late. I think I only did 12 rounds. I don't, I don't need this thing going 15, 16 rounds and people pulling stuff off the scrap heap. By the 12th round, you're going to see who everybody likes as kind of their late round flyer with upside sort of deal. So we'll talk to all of these guys. Very excited about that. It's one of my favorite things to do. We do it once every single year, about a month before the season starts, get that mock draft rolling, and off we go. Uh, list of the players, by the way, that are going to be in that thing. Uh, Dr. A, the great Dr. A, and Jonas Nader from over at Roto World. Josh Lloyd and Matt Smith from Basketball Monster. Trying to make sure I list everybody here. Uh, Alex Ricklean, one of our favorites because he is also kind of an old man squad sort of dude. <laughs> tend to see eye to eye. Oh, Matt Straub also from Roto world. Sorry. Just uh, got himself into that draft room on the late side. Sorry, Matt uh, Adam stock. Who's one of the punt Kings in the fantasy industry. So he's a, a really good guy to talk to about point strategy or punt strategy. Uh, Zach Hanshu, who was with our buddy, Alan Srokey on a hoop ball mock on our YouTube channel a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mike Katrina over at the watching the boxes pod, Matt Lawson, of the international fantasy community. Make sure I get the actual affiliation right on that one. Uh, It is the Fantasy Basketball International. Sorry, guys. FBI. Not IFB. FBI. um, Should be easier to remember, given, you know, FBI. Uh, And then our buddy Mike Barner, who I don't know if we've had on the podcast before. Maybe once last year. And I think that's the whole list. Then me. I'm in it. I got to be in it. You got to be in it if you're going to host something like this. You can't just... Peace out and make everybody else do the hard work. So that's gonna be a really cool series of shows. Um can't wait to talk to those guys. Last year we did it. We had, I think, maybe ten out of the twelve guys on the show, and then scheduling got insane for me. And I think it was actually Mike watching the boxes, Mike, who got screwed out of a an appearance. So I'll try to make sure we double up, <laughs> give it give make sure we give Mike some bonus time on the show. Uh and it was just really cool to hear because each one of them brought a different strategy to the table and each one of them brought kind of a different sleeper towards the, t- to the podcast. I think Brew actually may have won the kind of sleeper battle of everybody that was on the show this most recent season. The previous year, I think it was Matt Smith. He had Davis Bretons two years ago, who was a top 40 guy. Last year, it was Brew, who had Jeremy Grant as his guy on the pod and he was, as we know, he was like a top 30 guy for most of the season before tuckering out at the end. And we'll see who wins the sleeper battle this year. I might actually do a better job of keeping track of who everybody's writing down, who's give, who have everybody given on the pod, and then we can survey them as the season goes along. And I can maybe torture the guys. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Either way, it's going to be a really fun few weeks here coming up on the podcast. I hope you guys will join us for all of our shows. Might even throw a weekend show in here depending on demand leading up to the season, just because there's so much going on. Maybe even a weekend show once you get into the season, because the first two weeks, there's so much happening. I kind of made a pact with myself and my family that I was only going to be doing five shows a week, but I'm sure I can break that for, I don't know, three weeks in there. Just do like 21 straight days with a show and then go back to only weekdays. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the week here on Fantasy NBA Today. Big thank you once again to our buddy Aaron Bruski, the founder of HoopBall. Again, maybe the finest mind in fantasy basketball. He just, he's pioneered so many things that are just now mainstream lexicon that we don't even realize it anymore. Pretty cool, actually, to have that uh, fella as kind of my my mentor here in the fantasy world as well. He is at Aaron Bruski on Twitter. I am at Dan Bespris. Please do reach out. If you want to come join us at HoopBall, the recruiting thing, the HoopBall Leagues, we have uh, five types, cash-free. They're all available here. Uh, we're doing them through fan tracks. I think we've got 13 or 14 leagues open right now. Last year we had 22. So presumably we'll get to that and, and maybe even a little bit beyond it over the next month. Uh, and again, check out the, pr- the premium stuff over at HoopBall. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Yahoo! ADP's coming. And also, again, please do follow on Twitter so you guys can see how this mock goes as we live tweet our way through the madness. So long.